Welcome to Gov Innovator. I'm Andy Feldman. Our topic today is using data to improve city services and, in fact, to save lives. Our guest is Betsy Fretwell, the city manager of Las Vegas. Here's a clip. If you get a complaint about uh, a, a signal here or a problem there, then you could just send your response trucks out and try and fix it that way. And that is important to be responsive. But also, I think you've got to be a little more strategic about it and use data to make sure that where you're spending these limited resources that the taxpayers entrusted us to use, that we're using that to the greatest effect. When you hear the term data-driven decision-making, it can admittedly sound a bit dry. But in reality, at the city level, it's anything but. Cities are using data to improve important city services, to boost the quality of life, and in some cases to literally save lives. The city of Las Vegas has gained a reputation for its data-focused approach to addressing important city challenges. A good example is its effort to reduce traffic accidents, first by focusing on reducing left-turn crashes, and later by focusing on reducing crashes at its 50 most dangerous intersections. The results have been dramatic. To learn more, we're joined by Betsy Fretwell. She's been the city manager of Las Vegas since 2009 and oversees a city government of nearly 3,000 employees and a budget of $1.2 billion. She's won several awards for her work, including the National Public Service Award. I'm glad to have her with us from Las Vegas. Betsy, welcome. Thank you very much. I want to start by asking you about the results and then back up and ask you about how the city used data to achieve those improvements. In terms of the effort to reduce crashes at the 50 most dangerous intersections, what were the results? Well, I think the the results have been pretty um, incredible. So we focused in on the 50 highest crash intersections in our city. We identified working with our police department what those uh, crash intersections were. And our goal was to reduce the crashes in those intersections by 15%. So within two years, we had exceeded our goal and reduced crashes by 26%, which is pretty astounding turnaround. That is. Betsy, tell us what the city did to achieve those results. What were the main steps? Well, you know, generally there are four key steps that, that you go through when you're working through a problem like the one we've been talking about. You're going to analyze the data. For us, that meant working together with our police department to identify the 50 worst intersections that we had that involved a left turn lane crash. So we worked through that with the police department. Then we decided we needed to set a target. What were we trying to achieve here? What we really wanted to do is over over the first three years, we wanted to reduce those left turn crashes by 50%. So a pretty lofty goal very quickly at the outset. We believe we need to have a high goal in order to promote progress. So we set it at 50%. We made infrastructure improvements then. So, you know, you've identified the problem, you figured out what you're trying to achieve, then we made the intersection improvements. So that could be a simple change like signal timing, could be adding a median island, widening one, widening a lane, making sure that you had more than one left turn lane in the appropriate place. Those kinds of modifications were made. And then every quarter, we analyzed those results. So we wanted to make sure that we were able to achieve significant results quickly, but we had to check and make sure that what we did made a difference. So what we did was looked at it every quarter, and by the end of the period, we had a 50% goal for that left turn lane crash problem area. We reduced it by 61%. 61%. Right. 
The nice thing is by looking at it quarterly, you can continue to make adjustments because you may not have hit your target along the way, so you tweak it, and then you get the results. So that's a good example, I think, of how you continue to monitor your progress so that you ultimately hit that three-year goal. That makes a lot of sense, Betsy. Analyze the data, set a target, make improvements, analyze the results, keep tweaking, make adjustments. Tell us about if you didn't have this data-focused approach. What would it be, let's say, uh, 10 or 15 years ago when it was kind of a more traditional approach? What's the status quo, in other words? Well, we've, we may have only taken a reactionary approach. You know, that not that our traffic planners and engineers aren't constantly evaluating our infrastructure and how we can make improvements, but the way this conversation started was with an outcome, an unintended outcome of morbidity and mortality in our intersections. That became an issue for our municipal court, for instance. And in that situation, that is a reaction. So what could have happened is we could have continued to see escalating traffic accidents at these most uh, accident-prone intersections in a way that was unacceptable from a public safety standpoint with a lot of costs associated with that. We could have also just based decisions based on things like complaints or other data or other intuitive feelings. Oh, we just haven't updated a traffic the, the traffic patterns on this street in 20 years. So regardless of whether it needed to be changed or not, it hit some arbitrary timeline and went automatically onto a project list. So we, we wanted to make sure we were doing things differently and looking at the data so that with limited resources, we could have the greatest impact on the most problematic areas. Citizen complaints are, of course, one useful form of data, but it's not the only form. And if you want to move from reactionary to proactive, you need to look at all your data, including outcomes. Right. I, I believe that it's very easy to be a complaint-driven organization. Complaint-driven. Right. And if you get a complaint about uh, a, a signal here or a problem there, then you could just send your response trucks out and try and fix it that way. And that is important to be responsive. But also, I think you've got to be a little more strategic about it and use data to make sure that where you're spending these limited resources that the taxpayer has entrusted us to use, that we're using that to the greatest effect. And so what this does is it requires us to make priority decisions and to actually go through a decision-making process where you may have to say to people who are interested in something different than that priority to say, you know what, we have to take the limited resources that we have available to put towards the most problematic areas first, because if we can address this, we can achieve these kinds of results. We can achieve a 26% reduction in crashes in our 50 worst intersections. And we may have to wait on something else as a result of that. Maybe it's a, a new signal in a neighborhood with very low volume of traffic so that we can take those resources and make sure that they're being applied where it has the greatest benefit. I know that reducing traffic accidents is just one area that the city of Las Vegas has been focused on in, in terms of using data. Can you give us some more examples? Sure. Uh, performance measurement really needs to be something that the organization embraces completely. And we have been focusing in on this for, for many, many years, and we have a lot of key performance data that we make available to the public along a whole host of issues. It could be third-grade literacy rates. Uh, it could be things like making sure that 
We're focusing in on getting the fire put out 90% of the time in the room of origin. That is our performance metric for fire response, for instance, that we want to be at an emergency in enough time to make a difference is the short story. And that, you know, we're able to get to our, our most problematic emergency medical situations within seven minutes or less because we need to be there in that amount of time to really deal with those critical issues. We monitor that on a daily basis, those kinds of operational factors. And simultaneously, we continue to look at more um, broad-reaching measures where we're looking at things on an annual or even maybe a, a every five-year basis where we're looking at the condition of our roadways and what kind of degradation do we have and do we need to have a new product put down on the road to preserve the life of the road versus us having to rebuild it. Those are seven-year cycles. That makes sense. It is terrific to learn about how Las Vegas is using data in important ways uh, for the benefit of residents and taxpayers. Betsy, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much, Andy. It was a pleasure.